Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guests are Antonio Gomez Martin and Santiago Garcia Ray. Antonio had an near-death experience due to a heart attack, and during so, he got in touch with new friends on the other side. And we're doing something different today. Santiago is going to be here translating for Antonio. Guys, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks a lot for your invitation, Jeff. We're really happy to be here. We're going to, going to tell what happened on the 22nd of May, 2011. And greetings to your audience. Thank you for being here. We're really glad to be here. I was a teacher of personal defense, uh, personal defense for police forces, uh, state pol- police forces. And I was uh, taking a diploma that day. I was doing an exam to take a diploma for that graduation on the 22nd of May. Yeah, on Saturday, I was really, really vital. I felt really well on Saturday. And the next day on Sunday, uh, the sums are going to take place next day on Sunday. But I was feeling really well. You know, I didn't have any problem at all at that moment. Yeah. Uh, at 12.45 a.m. on Sunday, I was really happy. So I started my exam. I said hello to all the people, all the audience that was watching me. I was going to do the exam, the judges. Yeah, in the middle of the exam, I felt I suddenly felt a lack of energy, tiredness. I was losing all my strength. Uh, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, at that moment, as I was told, because I didn't perceive that, as I said, moment, I had a heart attack. I, I shouted. I fell down to the floor. Uh, my face turned purple. It was a, an infarction, you know, a, heart, a complete heart attack. He, he didn't leave that. He didn't leave that. I can certify that with papers, but I didn't leave that. Uh, I, what I lived was a complete change of scenery, a new scene. It's just immediately, in the same moment, you know, without no transition at all, I suddenly saw myself, uh, um, instead of being in the tatami, in the sports center, it was a really uh, as a big spotlight. I was immersed into a big light, as, as if uh, someone had turned on a, a big spotlight onto me. Yeah, at that moment, I just thought that someone had, had turned on the big, the massive uh, spotlight, you know, the massive lights that, that the sports center have, has, and that's why I couldn't see clearly, you know. Uh, that, that's what I thought at that moment. Uh, and that fact allows me to state clearly that there is no change between being here and after what we call death. There is no change at all. The conscience remains absolutely the same. There is no change at all. As I have been a very analytical person, always all my life, always asking questions, I wanted to know to figure out what was exactly happening to me. You know, I started to f- try to figure out what was happening to me at that, mo- at that moment. I, I started to analyze everything that was surrounding me, my, my face, my movements, if I could breathe. There was a, a, a man next to me dressed in black, whom I didn't know. And I touched him. It was absolutely real. And I started to analyze everything myself, the man who was next to me, etc. Through that analysis, I could only know 
uh, that everything was absolutely real. What was, I was living was absolutely real. I didn't understand what was happening, but I, I, it was 100% real. At that moment, I started rubbing my, rubbing my eyes to try to understand what was happening. And the man who was next to me told me, no problem at all, be calm, don't worry at all about anything. In some moments, you will understand what has happened and you will be able to get adapted to the new situation. He was seeing a kind of 10 steps ahead of him, in front of him, some silhouettes, some figures, kind of holograms. And Antonio wanted to go there to approach to, to see what, what was that. And the man who was next to him uh, grabbed his hand gently and said, no, that doesn't belong to you anymore. Now we have to go back home to go home. Doesn't, that doesn't belong to, to you anymore. Finally, he, he got to approach, the, the man allowed him to approach the figures because he was very insistent. And he saw the figures, but there was only one figure that he, he could see clearly uh, in all detail who was horizontal, and it was him. That person was the person that I see myself every day on the mirror, in the mirror, when, I, when I'm in the bathroom, that was the, what I saw there. You can know a skeptical person, it's me. I've been always very, very, very extremely skeptical all my life until that moment. I, I insisted, what was that, what that person is similar to me, is like me. And the person that was next to me insisted on and on, that doesn't belong to you. Uh, that's something you used uh, when you had to use it for a period of time. Now you have to start your your new life, your life. And he said, he insisted, Antonio insisted, I, I want to know why that person who is a photocopy of me, I see horizontal, he was very skeptical, uh, is there. Why, why is he so similar to me? Why am I, am I there? Uh, he said, the man said, well, you use that to have some experiences, to evolve, to have something to, to be able to evolve, you know, basically. But now that doesn't belong to you anymore and we have to go back home, to go home. And, and, and the man said, you, now uh, your real life starts. Now you're going to start living. And Antonio asking, well, if, <laughs> if my, real, my real life starts now, if I'm going to start living now, what have I been doing before now? I didn't, I didn't understand. The man said, well, up to now you have been dreaming, you have been managing, managing an experience that was set up for you or you decide to have in order to know, in order to learn, in order to, to evolve. But uh, that's all. Now that doesn't belong to you anymore and you start uh, your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of keep, kept thinking things because I was very skeptical. Uh, but I kind of, that person seemed to be like a sucker. He absorbed me. And I, I went, I walked along with him without even wanting, without knowing why. I just walked along with him, you know. And then I realized that we were inside um, a ball of light, a bell of light. And you say, what, how shiny was that bell of light? It was shinier than the sun, but it didn't harm anything, didn't harm at all. But it was sh shinier even than the, than the sun itself. But it didn't make any harm, it didn't produce any harm. And we were inside that. Uh, well, th there were many people coming in and out, coming up and down, and one of them saluted me, just said, said hello to me, and I said hello to him. I wasn't sure who he was, and the man who was next to me told me, yeah, he's your uncle, but don't worry, you will plenty of time to talk, not now, you, you, you will be able to talk to him. It was funny because six months ago, I had we had buried that man had died, my, my uncle, and I had put some soul into his grave and said, well, see you in eternity, 
see you later, some kind of thing. And now he was seeing him again. Yeah, and I said, oh, that, that, this man is happy. You know, I got so happy. I can't believe it. He's alive. He's absolutely alive. So the, the man is to him, said, what are you so puzzled? He's alive. Death doesn't exist. He's completely alive. So I don't start to think, well, then what's happening? Uh, whether we are both dead, we are both alive, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And, well, there is something which is really like that. From the moment that I was told that uh, I, I had death, I had died, Actually, they put uh, a white sheet on top of me and declared me death. Uh, to, to that moment, nothing had changed in my conscience. I hadn't lost even a fraction of a millisecond of conscience, nothing at all. My conscience hadn't changed even for a millisecond. Yeah, his diagnosis was sudden death. I left the bundle branch block and, and was declared as sudden death. Or the doctor said that. I was a, a very athletic person. I was into martial arts in a very high level. And suddenly I, I, I wondered how it is possible that I'm seeing that man whom I buried some months ago. We kept walking, you know, and the man told me, don't worry, you will understand everything in time, little by little. And I really got surprised when I saw a man heading towards us, heading towards us. That, that person was uh, very agile, very young. He has kind of a folder uh, under the arm, and and he Antonio reckoned him as his grandfather, who had died with seventy seven years old, very old and, and sick. But at the moment, he seemed to be in his twenties, thirties. He he ran. He, he used to be a sprinter, you know. So he ran a lot towards, and he shouted, "Grandfather, grandfather!" And he he ran fast towards him. He lost him inside, and I didn't see him anymore. And the man, the man told him again, yeah, he's your grandfather, don't worry. You will have time, plenty of time to talk, to catch up with him. Uh, what, uh, you know, you have all the time to catch up with him. Plenty of time. And Antonio asked, why is, is he so young? Because he was very old when he died. And the man said, uh, the people, when you come here to decide, you come in the best moment, in the best time, in the best period that you had had during your life. And actually, he was, he was 20s, 30s. But he kept being skeptical. Although all that was happening was seen, he kept being skeptical. So he started to think, well, mm, oh, this is not good. I'm not alive. My uncle, my granddad. So that might mean that I'm not alive, I'm not alive anymore in the physical realm. And H asked him, but do you feel death? And Antonio answered, no, no, not at all. I'm feeling, feeling really well. I have never felt so well in all my life at that moment. He was really, she was really feeling, feeling, feeling really well. And H, that man confirmed that death is just a programming, you know, a programming, uh, a mistake that we, we had been programmed with through that mistake. Uh, and we are completely, completely wrong about the things as we consider them to be, you know. That death doesn't exist, that's not like as we think it to be. Yeah, we kept walking because he kind of dragged me as, as a sucker, you know, I couldn't, I had to go with him and we, I kept analyzing something. We got to a breathtaking place, the most breathtaking place you can imagine, very simple, but at the same time really amazing, really stunning. And it was, there was kind of a curtain with um, champagne-like balls, champagne-like balls, like going up and down like champagne. A curtain, you know, made of balls that went up and down, moved up and down. A curtain was uh, the color was um, champagne colored, and it was so amazing. The curtain, uh, something that I hadn't seen before in all my life, so beautiful and so brilliant and uh, breathtaking. You know, 
uh, at that moment we stopped age uh, touched my shoulder and he told me it's been a pleasure to bring you home now we're gonna get in <laughs> and you will start living truthfully uh, I, I said well living truthfully yeah but what have have i been done until now but suddenly i remembered something very very important my wife uh, people say well you remember your wife because of love so no, not love, attachment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wanted to get out, get out of that place and go, hurry back home with her. If it's the last minute that I'm going to leave uh, Antonio Toll age, uh, I want to go back home to my wife for a minute and tell her that there is no problem at all, that everything continues and nothing mm, serious has really happened. I want to do that. It was, you know, such a human-like conversation that at that, mo at that moment I thought, well, if, if this man lets me, allows me to go back home to with her, to, with my wife, this man is not going to see me anymore in my life. <laughs> he insisted that his wife was a very good person and it was really unfair that we as human beings and his wife had kept, uh, kept that uncertainty about what was happening afterwards. And so maybe... You know, he wanted to be allowed to go back home just for a moment to tell her to, to you know, to sort out that uncertainty. But H told him, no, that's the point of no return. Is the point of no return. You can't. As I had been, as I had also been a businessman in, in my life, uh, I was, you know, accustomed to, to trading, you know, to manage things and to talk to people to, to get to, to solutions. I asked him. Uh, isn't there anyone above you, you know, a hierarchy with whom I can talk so I can talk to him and allow me to go back to tell my wife, to talk to my wife? Uh, my intention was, I don't know anything about you. I, I don't know you of anything. I want to get rid of this place and go back home. <laughs> that was my intention, my intention. Uh, he told me, I, as I was insisting so much, I told me, well, wait for me here. I go inside, ask, you know, ask your petition. And with with the answer, I go back, and then either you can go back home, or you go inside again and you start living. So he got inside, and I said, "Wow, there is someone above this man, and he's going to ask." Well, I wish uh, they told him, "Yes, I, I can go back to, to the fiscal place." <laughs> what do you think I did when he gets inside the curtain, and I was alone in front of the curtain? What do you think I I did at that moment? Yeah, I just tried to open the curtain to follow him. A kind of out of gossip, out of, you know, no further everything. Yeah, but my hands went through the balls, but didn't move the balls, wouldn't move the balls, as if I were a ghost. The, the curtain wouldn't move. It was amazing. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't separate the, the balls, you know, the curtain, um, or move them. I couldn't. At that moment, a lot of people started to come, and they, went, they came in pairs. One dressed in black, and the other person was an ordinary person like us. But I love a lot of them. Uh, two, two of them went in and only went out, the, the man dressed in black. The other uh, remained inside, all, always the same. And they were so, so happy. Everyone was so happy. It was like a party. You know, everyone was extremely happy. And I felt as if I had been there before and as, I, as if I knew all of them, as, as if I already knew those people. If you ask me, what, what, what was your main feeling at the moment? It's, it's really, really clear. It's... it's as if I had been outside home, far from home, for a period of time, for a long time, and then I was coming back home for Christmas. It was the same feeling, you know, at that moment, coming back home, like 
for Christmas after being far away for for a good period of time. Happy, path. peaceful, quiet, so glad. I didn't have to ask anything. It, it was kind of everything was fused. All the elements was fused with one another. Was fused with each other. All the elements were one together. I didn't have to ask anything. People smile at you. It was as if I had already known them somehow. Um, it was a communion. I felt as kind of a communion with all of them. A very happy communion. <laughs> At a given moment, Ati comes back through the door and told me, yeah, you are going to go back to the physical world. And he, he then smiled, <laughs> a big smile, and he thought, well, I'm going back home. I'm never coming back again to this place. Well, he, he told me, H told me, well, you're going back, but with a reason, with a purpose. Uh, a lot of people is going to go back with you. Antonio thought, well, I don't mind it. <laughs> and you are going to tell your wife and the rest of the world that death doesn't exist and what you are living at the moment. You have a purpose. And your coming back has a, is going to have a purpose. So you can go back. He accepted. He suddenly felt, uh, he accepted and he was really happy about that. But suddenly he felt that, deep pain in his chest, uh, with a lot of pain in the chest. I, I had had six hernias in my, in my column, in my spine, and suddenly they started to, to, to hurt. He suddenly grabbed H in his hand, H in his hand, and he told H, uh, help me, please, I'm dying. Help me because now I, I feel I'm dying. Uh, really, I have really, really clear in my mind that what really hurts and what really provokes and creates instability, uneasiness, and fear is coming here to this side, not going to the other side. It's, it's the other way around, as we were told. It's, the problem is coming here, you know, the, the pain, not going there. But I have learned during the years that although that side is really amazing, the most amazing thing I, I have ever seen and I, and I see, um, but, but this life that we live in the, in the physical world is compulsory. It's a period of time that we have to live compulsorily. We can't quit before we, we are meant to quit uh, because we, have, we are meant to have some experiences to learn and we cannot um, uh, give it up before we, we should go. We have a, a, a specific time or period of time that we have to live here to experience and to have some experiences. Uh, although the other side is amazing, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really wanting to go back. I'm wishing with all my heart to go there, but I have to be here to do something, we all have to be here to do something specific. And until that moment, the moment of going there comes, we cannot leave, we cannot um, forward, you know, uh, the moment. Yeah, we have to live until the, the time we were meant to live. At the moment, at the moment of, the, of the most pain, I suddenly felt I was, uh, you know, lying on the floor. Someone was hitting my chest to resuscitating me, reanimating me. And I opened my eyes and told him, what are you doing? What are you doing? He told me, confirmed that uh, I had had a heart attack and I went purple, my face went purple and uh, that, well, I had to go to a hospital because everything was really serious, my physical condition at the moment. Okay, so a doctor came, checked his eyes and took him to the ambulance to go to the hospital. If you're okay, we come back, but if not, you have to stay in the hospital. Uh, I was on a stretcher, I was lying on a stretcher and they, put, they did me some tests, some electro. Uh, every, every, everyone was hurrying around, was hurrying up and down, uh, very nervous, all the doctors and nurses, etc. Uh, well, this is very, very important. Uh, there were four in the ambulance. And one of them was a man with, uh, you know, 
like um, shoulder length hair, uh, green eyes, uh, and he hugs me, he, he smiles at me, and he says to me, Antonio, do you like a speed? And then, the, so uh, the ambulance started running very, very, very fast. And Antonio says, yes, I like speed. So the ambulance started very, very fast. And the man told him, because we have to hurry up because we have to sort out a problem. Everyone, all the doctors and nurses were hurrying around. When they go to a hospital, everyone was hurrying around very fast, except that man, that man with long hair, green, uh, green eyes, was next to him, remained next to him, and he kissed his cheek, and that, that kiss, um, he, Antonio still feels it. He feel, feels the kiss, as it, it was, had been five minutes ago. Uh, it was, you know, that man was so amazing. He told me such beautiful and amazing things all the way, you know to the hospital. Um, uh, so I was so shocked uh, due to his love and the, the kind expression and the, the kiss and what he transmitted to me. And I, I didn't want to separate from him. I didn't want to, to uh, him to, to go away because I was really, really shocked about, about him, you know, about that guy, that man. He tells me, he then goes away, but before going away, before disappearing, he, he tells me, uh, you will stay here for some time. The mechanics, the doctors, he called he, he, then the mechanics. The mechanics will repair your body, your physical body, but the other body will be repaired at the other side. And you have time enough, you will have time enough for you to be here to give the message that you are, are meant to give, that you will, we will have to give. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and what I was hearing. I couldn't believe my eyes and my, my ears. You know, with that man, I couldn't believe it. So at that moment, I, what I asked the doctors is um, a notebook and a pen just to write everything that I was living at that moment because I couldn't believe what I was living. And so this, this nurse uh, went away and at the door he stopped, uh, turned around, said bye-bye. And I wanted to, you know, to get up to talk to him, but, you know, I couldn't. And then he disappeared. And well, another another nurse shouted at me because I wanted to get up. You know, that told me off. Yeah. He had only a twenty-two percent, one percent availability in one artery, one percent just, and another artery at twenty-two percent. He was considered as, as dead. Actually, the the doctors gathered all the family to tell him that well, his ninety-nine percent of possibility chances of of dying. He's not going to survive. It was for the doctors was absolutely incompatible with life. His condition was absolutely impossible to, to keep living. It was, you know, positive death, you know, absolutely. I went into emergency services for some time, for, for many days. But one night, one night as I was dreaming, I saw myself into a hospital on the other side. And some doctor, you know, on the other side took me kind of uh, something very dirty from my heart. From my arteries, kind of um, a warm, a warm, a dirty warm, something like that. Took took it out, and they told me on the other side. They told me your problem is sorted out, solves. Then um, in the physical world, they are going to do something. You, you will have to go through some operations, but your problem is solved. You are going to live. Uh, on the other side, I had that operation on the other side, and next day, the next day, I was having the operation on the physical world. The real the, the operation here with the doctors, and uh, before getting into the the surgery, surgery operation, surgery room, I told my wife, "Don't worry, I'm going to leave. Don't worry at all. I'm sure I'm going to leave." I told her what I had left on the other side the previous night, 
and he believed she believed me <laughs> amazingly she believed me and we were sure I was sure that I, I was going to leave it was a very difficult operation with a very with a high specialist in the heart surgery uh, it lasted between four and six hours and it was life or death you know it was the last chance you know the last bullet mm-hmm. he was so you know, so sure about nothing serious was going to happen that he told jokes to one of the nurses. Um, part of the joke, I, he told he told him, "I will tell the end of the joke when I when I get out of the surgery operation." But he said, "Oh, don't, don't do this to me because maybe you're, you're not going to leave. You're not going to live alive." He asked me, "Do you like music?" The nurse, oh, "Yeah, I like music." Uh, so, uh, because that's a universal language, what song do you want to play that I play for you? Yeah, and uh, as his last wish, well, you can bring your song, I put the song for you, I play the song for you while they are operating you, that's the kind of last wish. And Antonio asked the, the song, the song that Antonio asked was, he wanted the final countdown by Europe, mm. final countdown. And the nurse said, well, but you can choose another song. That's not very suitable for this moment. So he said, no, no, because this is the end of something that I lived and is the beginning of something really new or really amazing. The it's operation went well. In the surgery room, the doctors were jumping up and down and hugged each other and laughing because it was like a miracle. Oh, they unblocked yeah. one artery for the first time in Spain, one artery which was absolutely damaged. It was impossible. They, they managed to repair it. The, the first, you know, some of the doctors hadn't known um, such a case in the world as, as his case. I told him the end of the joke to the nurse and now we are good friends. <laughs> yeah, he has a, a machine here, I don't know the name in English, Desfibrillador, here. Yeah, he can show it if you want. Uh, defibrillator, he has a defibrillator there. After two operations, life, life or death, uh, one month in hospital and defibrillator here. It's been eleven. It's been eleven years since the beginning of this period, and I have improved from the one percent availability cardiac availability to the seventy percent more or less cardiac availability, and I have no symptoms at all, and I'm I'm perfectly well. What what the doctors couldn't explain, couldn't figure out how the heart had um, uh, taken out some capillaries, some roots, kind of roots, new roots to create uh, new arteries, to create new connections. They couldn't figure that out. It was impossible for them to, to explain that condition. After, after I left the hospital, the first thing, after thanking everyone, thanking God, when I left the hospital, the first thing I wanted to do, you know, uh, was to find that nurse who had been with me through the ambulance, all along the ambulance, who had told me those amazing, incredible things uh, which I couldn't believe, and I wanted to find him. I wanted to meet him again. Where, where was he? I talked to all the doctors, nurses, all the registers, everything to, to find that man. I, I actually, friend of the doctors, etc. But in the ambulance, it was registered that only three nurses were with me. But these were the fourth because they were fourth, and this was the fourth. And I couldn't find. We couldn't find that man. It didn't exist that man physically. So it was. Um, so, yeah, I had senior... access to all the registers, to all the records of the hospital, the people in and out, and it was impossible. Only three uh, uh, officially were with me, and the fourth didn't exist. That person didn't exist at all. 
that runs off, kind of runs off, um, that the near-death experience, my, my near-death experience, and uh, allows me to state firmly that death doesn't exist and death is the greatest lie. And, and to finish this story, I would say that the most amazing thing, really the most important thing, is everything that I, I'm living, I have lived from that moment to now, all the people that have come with me, all the boundaries that suddenly have been removed in my life, all the, you know, boundaries between planes that have been removed in my life, all the situations, people, etc., have come with me, and all everything that I have lived as a experience after death, not near death experience, but experience experiences after death, which are the most important for me uh, that I, I have been living and I still live. I used to be a very skeptical person, but now if you tell me that you are seeing a donkey flying, I would say that's possible. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it. And that was a story I discovered through a heart attack that death doesn't exist. Antonio, thank you for sharing your experience with us. Do you think the man with the long hair is Jesus? And if not, who do you think it was? Uh, yeah, he, he was Jesus, and now I live with him. I share with him many conversations uh, all all the time. I, I um, sleep in his arms um, every day, every night with him. And we have had so many conversations. I, I talk of the things that he talks to me in my, my channel, my YouTube channel. I talk of the things that he tells me. And he's, he could go so unnoticed that he could be like you and me. We are, we are made to his image and likeness. And he could go so, so unnoticed that we could be one of, you know, any person, any, in any situation, it could be him. And yeah, it was Jesus. <laughs> At the beginning, my, my, when I got back home, my house was like a hostel, a hostel. So many people from the other planes coming in and out. Uh, that at the beginning was a bit shocking, but now it's my way of of living, and I wouldn't change it for for anyone for anything. Are you saying that you see dead people around you all the time? Uh, not not dead people because they are alive, right? But yeah, I can see them all the time. And one of the things that I could perceive uh, is the the moment uh, I was told the moment, the exact moment when um, a person, a specific person, was going to go back home. To go to you know to die kind of to go back home uh, and I I was allowed to perceive that specific moment. He mentioned that Jesus told him beautiful things while they were in the ambulance together. Does he remember any other or any of those beautiful things that he was told? Uh, he he was telling him so many things, so amazing things like you have no limits. Uh, you are going to fulfill what you're meant to fulfill. Your, what we have to do. Uh, we are drawn to my image and likeness. We're done to his image and likeness. We're like him, but he's creating energy that the difference between him and us is that he recreates himself daily. So he moves on daily and we are a step behind. We're always a step behind, but we're actually made to his image and likeness. Uh, you are perfect. Uh, you are going to to be able to fulfill whatever you have to be able to fulfill. Antonio says that if you want, he can show now the picture that he he's been drawing for five years, the picture of him of Jesus of the real Jesus. That would be great.
Wow. Antonio is an amazing artist. Yeah, he the, actually he was doing this for, for many years because he wanted it to be exactly as he sees Jesus, exactly, you know, uh, working with some people, you know, digitally. And he wanted to, a hair, you know, a single hair, no, no, move this, move this, no, 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 it has to be until he got the exact picture of what he sees every day. You know? It was an idea because he, he even wanted the shine in his hair, the exact shine, the exact smile, the, the shine in his eyes. He wanted exactly the same same image, you know, that, that he, uh, he protected, Antonio protected the picture worldwide with a patent, a patent, hmm. patent. He paid the patent worldwide um, because he doesn't he want any, any religion to use that image because Jesus doesn't want any religion to use his image. He, he didn't come to create a religion, but only one, which is the unconditional love. So Antonio doesn't want any religion to, to use that picture. Does he include the picture in his book? Yeah, in his first book, Now Your Home, which is on Kindle Amazon, you want to write, Now Your Home, is explain everything that happens to him from the time experience, from the heart attack, to when he leaves the hospital, you know, after the operation, you know, the beginning, so the period. And the, yeah. second, the second book that he wrote belongs to the after-death experience, well, which is about the person that he went with him all the time, age, the his conversations with age. H, yeah, that's uh, H, my first friend from uh, on the other side. Um, after this, Antonio says that after this, H is his utmost um, friend, his dearest friend. Uh, and well, his book is about all the conversations he's having, he had with H. Uh, Antonio says that that book, H, is going to change many things in many people's lives. Well, he's going to do two, two volumes of H, that's the first volume, H. Um, I don't know when he's going to release the second second part. In May, the next, the second part in May. He's going to explain all his um, uh, website, all, all his sites in the web. Uh, in YouTube, Antonio Gomez Martin, if you type his name, Antonio Gomez Martin, uh, he releases videos almost daily about his experiences. His... There are some videos that uh, subtitle into English. We have six videos subtitled into English. Maria Magdalena. Well, I don't remember the titles. A total of 800 videos, more or less. Up to now. Yeah, now you have the website, Aorastas en Casa, which has an English version. You can, uh, we have in Spanish and English, the website, and on Facebook and on Instagram, Aorastas en Casa. And that's who I am, you know, Antonio Martin. So the first man that kind of guided him through heaven and helped him see his uncle and his grandfather, is he calling that man H? Yes. I noticed that he put wings on him in the book. Is he implying that H is an angel? Archangel, not angel, archangel. Everybody, everybody used to think that H was my guide, but no, it's not a guide. He's the same person for everyone, for everyone who, who leads us to the, into the other side, into, into home. He's the so-called and badly called angel of death. But I guarantee you that I love him deeply. I don't want him to get away from me, not even a minute. He's absolutely amazing. I must my first and dearest friend on the other side. Would it be accurate to say that his heart was healed on the other side before the surgery? Absolutely. Uh, it was like that. And, uh, you know, uh, we have no limits. And there is something here which releases some substances which are able to repair whatever we, we need to, to have repaired in our body. And then there are doctors in heaven, heavenly doctors, 
that helped you, and etc. Cetera, et cetera. In what other ways has he changed after his experience? He's like yeah, a omelet, a yeah. omelet that was flipped to the other side, like 180 degrees. You know, from skeptic, skeptical to believe almost anything. It's been the first. He no, devotes himself to helping people, to helping anyone. Your he has gotten rid of ego, expectations, attachments, fear, um, and judgments, because th th those are the elements that paralyzes us, that paralyzes us. And he devotes himself to live his own life, not the other's life, but his own life, what has to live, and to live in the present, not one minute before or not one minute later. Uh, I know that I can improve anything that I can have in life, all the tools that God has given us to to improve life here, I can use them to improve and to embellish my life. I came with nothing, and I'm going to go back home with everything, which is the unconditional love, which is what I'm uh, looking for, what I'm willing for achieving. You know, If people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, should they do that through your website or your YouTube channel? Well, I, I can tell you that the, his, his email... Um, email address, so you can maybe, you can write it in the description, which is uh, ahora estás en casa, todo junto, all together, ahora estás en casa, at gmail.com. But I, I, can, I can send it to you. Uh, that's the best way to reach to him, to ask him questions. Um, well, through the YouTube channel, through Instagram, through Facebook, and contact him, but especially through the email address, ahora estás en casa, at gmail.com. I will send it to you. Or another, another, Antonio Gómez Martín, another email, Antonio Gómez Martín at gmail.com. He doesn't give consultations. He doesn't charge anything at all. He doesn't want anything. He just wants to live and learning more and more every day. And well, uh, he, Antonio says, I don't know everything, but I'm learning more and more every day. I'm trying to learn as much as I can and share that with all the people. That's all I want to do. We have lectures all around Spain, all around even the world, if we can. Uh, well, anything that is... Uh, and we have some projects. We created a, a social... Super, super, uh, a social... Shell, no, a shell, uh, for food. How do you call it? Soul, a soul kitchen. We created a soul kitchen in Argentina, in Arias. Uh, we, we have some projects. We created a printer in Cáceres, a printer to print out things for having money to, to create more projects, uh, a home for the elders, etc. We have really, all for unconditional love, we don't want anything. Uh, says, I don't want anything. Do you think that you became friends with the angel of death during your experience? Uh, no, at that moment, I didn't know anything about him. Uh, you know, I got to know him after, after that uh, experience. I got to talk to him and we became, you know, close friends. And it's not uh, what people imagine him to be. He's something absolutely amazing and wonderful. During his experience, did he know that he was the angel of death or did he learn that afterwards? Yeah, he, he knew that, uh, you know, the importance that he was the angel of death after after his experience, in the experiences after death, because at that moment, he didn't know anything about him. Then he's introduced to H again after, and he starts to talk to him and, and understands everything. If people want to see the picture of Jesus, can they find it on his website? Yeah, we're going to put it in the website very soon. Uh, we have a web manager, and we're going to give it to our manager, and very soon we're going to upload it in our web. And I'm just going to upload it into the website soon, 
so people can purchase it, can, can buy it on the web. And every time we give lectures and conferences, we're going to take it printed on canvas there to the, to the, to the lectures as well. We're starting to, there is something wrong about Jesus. Uh, Jesus. People have put on Jesus things that are not real. Jesus is much more human and much more wonderful than people imagine. Before we finish up, can he give us one last positive message? So there are some messages that I was to give. First of all, to live the life that God ha- God has given to you, not others' life, but the, the life that you have you have to live your own life, not the others' life. Uh, with faith, faith is really really something important. Get rid of these five elements that Tony mentioned before, which are attachments, ego, fear, uh, um, attachment, ego, fear, judgments, and attachment, ego, fear, judgments. And expectations, those five elements, get rid of them. Uh, and be happy being a good person, whether you're a good person. Um, uh, everything you feel, everything you think, everything you say, everything you do, that is going to affect you back. That's going that you are feeling, all the feelings, all those the, the things that you say, all the things that you do, you're going to have an effect on you. Yeah, okay, not, not only others, but on you. This is what you're going to harvest. You know, you're sowing, that's what you're going to harvest. And if you want to work for yourself, work for yourself, but the procedure is working for others. The more you work for others, the more you strive to, for others to have a decent and good life, the more you're doing for yourself. And watch where you go. Beware with uh, all those people who call themselves gurus, masters, what they give you, what they ask to you. Some of them are not real at all. Some of them are fake. So beware. Don't follow. Antonio says that he don't recommend that you follow any guru or master, but follow yourself, follow your heart, not your brain, because your brain, there are civil wars, civil wars, a lot of civil wars, but your heart knows the truth and your heart has the connection with your faith and with your inner uh, being and love God above all and love all the creation uh, in which you are part and do for others what you expect others to do for you and the heart the dictations of the heart you know the, what the heart command with heart wants uh, through the heart is the connection to Jesus to our dear and loved Jesus uh, he you know connects to ourselves through the, the red phone which is the heart our heart Think three times three, you know, think before you act, think, beware what you do, what you think, what you feel. Uh, it, it's better that you think or that you do, uh, reflect three times three before acting. It, it's better to think, what, 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 what am I giving? What are they gaining? What am I gaining? Because we all walk, walk forward together. We're not separated. We're all, all together. Antonio, thank you for that message and sharing your experience today with us. And Santiago, thank you for translating. I appreciate you both, and I wish you both the best. Uh, Jeffrey, thanks a lot for the for inviting us to the channel. It's been really, really wonderful. Greetings to you, your family, your friends, and all the audience. And may all the things, all the things that you wish in life, all the things that you want in life, be fulfilled. All the wonderful things in life that you have ahead of you it may be fulfilled. Uh, thanks a lot, because it's a pleasure. Y gracias a toda la audiencia, por supuesto. Sí, thanks to all the audience. To all the... Thank you, and I wish you the same. Gracias, y también te deseo lo mismo, Antonio. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you very much.
Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.